0: Hey, what's going on, you guys? Welcome back to Speed Force Media. My name is Derek.
1: My name is Eleanor.
0: And today we're sitting down to rank our favorite DCEU movies, from the worst to the best. Know that me and Eleanor are going to have different opinions on these films, so we are therefore going to have different rankings, as well as you guys. And we'd love to hear your guys' rankings. Just know that our list is going to be different, and it's not necessarily the right decision. It's just our decisions, our favorites, our personal favorites, the ones that hit and resonated with us the best. Eleanor, would you like to kick us off?
1: Sure. My number 11 is what we lovingly call Justice League, which is the uh, first Justice League that was theatrically released. Um, I liked the movie when it came out, but when you see Zack Snyder's and you hear everything that has come out about Joss Whedon, it just kind of makes the film a disgrace, disgusting, and just not worth your time. So, personally, I don't like that movie anymore.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I gotta agree. Number 11 is Joss Whedon's Justice League, the 2017 theatrical cut. It was just... There were some things that worked about it, but the things that worked were the things that were already in Zack Snyder's Justice League. There was not a single scene that wasn't tampered with or reshot in a way that was supposed to be more lighthearted. And all of it just felt like, why would you redo this same scene to slightly different and slightly worse? And the scenes that were included were just a lot worse than Zack Snyder's, the CGI, the story. I mean, you have Barry Allen, being nothing but the butt end of a joke, tripping over his own feet, and the highlight of the movie for him is being able to push a car out of the way while Superman is carrying a building, and he's still just being the butt end of a joke. So yeah, Joss Whedon's Justice League, unfortunately, is going to be my least favorite DCU movie.
1: Well, my number 10 spot goes to Suicide Squad. The first one, not THE Suicide Squad, but the one that's just called Suicide Squad. I personally think that this movie probably is another one that was tampered with that shouldn't have been and it probably would have turned out a lot better without the rainbow color effects and taking out 95% of the Joker's lines and all of his stuff in that movie. And I just honestly did not personally like the casting choice for Enchantress. She's already kind of a weird character. And then I didn't think Cara Delvine was a talented enough actress, in my personal opinion, in order to do that role. I just didn't like her in that role.
0: My number 10 spot also goes to David Ayer's Suicide Squad, which isn't really the David Ayer cut. It's more like the music video cut. Because it's infamously known that Warner Brothers, after they had botched the theatrical cut of Batman vs. Superman, wanted something more lighthearted, so they brought in a studio, a music music video company, to come in, re-edit the movie, to make it more flashy, more rainbow effects, more music, and less story, less character-driven plot less seriousness and tone, and just overall a sloppy, messy movie that they took out 90% of Jared Leto's Joker scenes for better or worse. They included more Enchantress and her brother and just the awful CGI in the third act. And overall, you're left with a movie that has some fun characters, but not overall anything special.
1: I could agree with that. My number nine goes to Birds of Prey, and there's not really anything wrong with this movie. It just didn't appeal to me. Um, I'm just not really into the girl team-up movies, I guess. And I just did not feel like I connected to this movie in a way that everyone else did. And I'm glad that a lot of other people were able to connect and have a positive outlook on this movie. And I thought all the actors and actresses in it did a great job. I just personally didn't feel a personal connection to it. So it didn't really excite me in any way.
0: My number nine is also going to be Birds of Prey. It was just a movie that tried to do too much into the fun aspects. It had Harley Quinn monologuing, feeling very Deadpool-like. And, you know, it was great. It it would have been better as a Harley Quinn solo movie, I feel like. They were just trying too hard with the comedy that wasn't necessarily landing for me. I did love Ewan McGregor's Black Mask, but other than that, I felt like the Suicide... Or not the Suicide Squad, the... uh, Birds of Prey should have been set up in a better way and more thought out and planned out to see them in a sequel uh, shortly after the Harley Quinn Birds of Prey movie. I think it would have been a better idea as a whole just to have an actual plan. But overall, the movie, like Eleanor said, it just didn't resonate with me and I just felt like I wasn't necessarily gravitated towards it in any way.
1: My number eight spot goes to Wonder Woman 84. And although I really liked this movie, it just didn't feel like it was as fleshed out to me as the first movie was. The villain was not as strong, although we really like Pedro Pascal. It's just the fact that we were going after a wishing stone the entire time. I was like, okay. So he's kind of like a genie almost. And it just didn't really incite anything from me. And Cheetah, I thought, was cool. And I thought her story was heartbreaking. I just wish that she had been the main villain instead. I probably would have preferred that movie as opposed to having whatever the wishers name was. I can't even remember his name. <laughs> he just wasn't memorable for me.
0: <laughs> my, uh, my number eight is also going to be Wonder Woman 84. It was a film I only saw once to be honest with you and I was never really driven back to see it again when I was watching it I felt like okay I don't really understand like the pure hatred that this movie gets but it's definitely not as good as the first one. It's a major step down from the original Wonder Woman movie, and I hope that Patty Jenkins can find some of that magical spark that the first movie had, that the second movie seriously lacked. I also had a big problem with the villains, like you said, and as well as just the overall tone of the movie just felt a little more, I don't know, humorous, or maybe they were just trying to go in a different direction with the DCU overall, and therefore it just felt kind of disjointed from the rest of the TCEU movies.
1: I think that's a fair assumption. Um, my number seven is The Suicide Squad. Although this movie was a hell of a lot of fun, and it was one of the first movies we got to see going back into the movie theaters after COVID, um, I just still felt like it wasn't everything I wanted from a Suicide Squad movie, if that makes sense. I definitely feel like it was better than the Suicide Squad we originally got. I just feel like it still had a lot of the same elements from the first one. And whether that was recycling content or not, I can't say, but it just kind of felt that way for me. The humor was definitely better, although it did kind of rely a lot on your mom jokes and some low-hanging fruit at some points. I did think a lot of the other humorous moments were really clever and the amount of heart that was in it balanced it well. It just still, like, compared to the other movies on this list, it's just got to be at number seven.
0: For me, number seven is also The Suicide Squad by James Gunn. I think it's a significant step up from the original, Leaps and Bounds better. I thought the humor was fantastic. All of the humor worked for me in that movie. Not so much in Peacemaker. I wasn't as big of a fan of Peacemaker, but... I will say that the fact that they killed off so many of the main cast members that we were attracted to going into the movie was actually quite brilliant. And there was a lot of emotional payoff in the movie as well, which I wasn't, I guess, expecting as much in a James Gunn movie. But I was hoping that we'd get a little more, hence why it's not as high on the list as some of these other movies. I was looking for more of an emotional connection to some of these characters and didn't quite get that, but I got a lot of great action, a lot of great humor, and a lot of great overall DC sequences. But overall, it does feel also a little disjointed and a little disconnected from the rest of the DCEU.
1: Number six for me is Batman versus Superman, and it starts to get a little hard when we get six and up for me. But I put Batman versus Superman and, for me, the Ultimate Edition because I've never seen the theatrical version at this point merely because there are some story decisions that get a little confusing at times. Some plot points that either feel like they're not going anywhere or unanswered or it's very complicated and we don't get the answer until far later and I've already forgotten about it. Um Didn't love the casting for Lex Luthor either. Like, you should have hit up Michael Rosenbaum. Definitely was not a fan of Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor at all. Um, Other than that, I did think it was a great introduction for Wonder Woman. I didn't have as many problems with the infamous Martha scene as everyone did. In fact, it didn't even bother me, and I didn't know it was a problem for people until I went on the internet and read about it. But I thought it was overall a good team-up film with superman and batman and wonder woman at the end and had a lot of good tension between batman and superman during the rest of the film
0: yeah man of or uh batman vs superman the ultimate edition is my number six i i agree with a lot of the things you said i think uh at certain points in the movie i feel like i'm seeing some of the best scenes in a comic book movie it's got my favorite Batman portrayed by Ben Affleck. It's got one of the best Batman fight scenes in the warehouse. Uh, as far as the nightmare sequences go, I thought those were really interesting and paid off better. in Zack Snyder's Justice League was definitely less confusing. The ultimate or the uh, theatrical cut, unfortunately, turns a lot of people away from this movie because it made no sense. There was 30 minutes of the movie that was taken out that made you believe that Superman murdered a bunch of people in the desert, and it was just like, okay, did he actually kill all those people? Because we're kind of left to wonder, yeah, did he, and is he the villain of this movie? Is Batman kind of the villain of this movie? Yeah, the, the theatrical cut is not even on this list. The ultimate cut is a significant step up, but you do still have those flaws like, the martha scene jesse eisenberg's lex luther the shoehorned justice league cameo the shoehorn fight with doomsday and the death of superman although that being said i did think they handled the death of superman quite well and i was emotionally invested in that scene and even though the original plan wasn't to have batman in man of steel 2 i did like the addition of batman and although wonder woman and lex Luthor weren't I had, uh original ideas for this movie, I did think they were executed quite well. So that's why Batman vs. Superman hits my number six. And now we are cracking our top five. Eleanor, what is your number five favorite DCU movie?
1: My number five is Aquaman. And I know some people might be like, this is number one for me. And it's hard not to put Aquaman a little higher on this list, but unfortunately with the other five movies I have on here, Aquaman's just gonna have to be at number five. My biggest flaws with it, really, are just sometimes the humor doesn't always land for me. Um, Other than that, the side characters are really meaningful. We set up a lot of good villains, like Ocean Master and Black Manta get set up for a second film. I think they did that really well. I loved the interaction between... um, God, what is Aquaman's actual name? Arthur. Yes, between Arthur and his mother and Arthur and his father... I think it's a really good family dynamic. Um, The romantic interests I mean, Mira was good in this movie. I think Mira was a good side character. Regardless of what Amber Heard has done in her own personal life, I think Mira, the character herself, was executed well. So I did enjoy the movie overall. And the CGI looked great. The horror aspects that were in it were awesome. So overall, I think Aquaman was a pretty good winner.
0: Yeah, number five for me, a very similar list we got here today, is also Aquaman. I, uh, James Gunn made a great, wonderful, fun action-adventure movie set in the DCU. Although it's not 100% tied in with everything, they do mention Steppenwolf, so it's technically part of the same universe. But it does serve very much as a solo outing for Aquaman, a movie that he definitely well-deserved, The CGI was great. The underwater sequences were some of the best we've ever had. I think it was a shame that it wasn't nominated for an Oscar, at least. Um, I think the addition of Patrick Wilson as Ocean Master is one of my favorite DCU villains, and I think he really brought the heart and the overall seriousness to the tone and balanced out the goofiness the silliness that arthur's character brought um i thought the humor actually worked really well for me as well as some of the heart uh between arthur and his dad or his mom or even between him and his brother Uh, there were some comedic moments that did not land for me and some lines i thought were cheesy like the very last line of the movie where he says i am the aquaman it was like okay yeah that's one way to end it but other than that i thought it was a great movie very little flaws very little cons and uh basically just nitpicks so overall super fun movie super well done
1: my number four is shazam shazam is a really fun family film and i really enjoy the humor in this lands a lot more for me maybe because it's Zachary Levi having to act like a kid living in his body and he does it so well and it's executed so well that it's just really funny to me. Um, I really like the family aspects of it as well. Seeing that family isn't always blood, but it's who's there for you. So I think it was a really good message to send across. I think the weakest part of this film, honestly, for me is the seven deadly sins just look like shit. In my opinion, I'm sorry. They just don't look great. The CGI didn't look good to me. Um, and Dr. Sivana kind of felt a little Dr. Evil-ish to me at times. But other than that, I really appreciated the whole Marvel family and overall the film I really liked. And the end credit scene when you have Shazam sitting there with Superman is pretty epic.
0: Yeah, number four easily for me is Shazam. It's hard not to put it higher on this list because at times I feel like it's part of the best DC content we've ever had the humor lands brilliantly it's got a ton of big heartfelt moments between Billy and his adoptive family and the realization that his real mother never actually wanted him I thought it was great addition to the comic book movie genre having a kid who's a foster kid who's not from the perfect family and doesn't you know have the death of his parents to motivate him it's the motivation of not being loved by the people he wants to be and being loved by the people he initially didn't care for. And seeing him come together with the rest of the Marvel family and really embracing his powers by the end of the movie, I thought was great. And they wanted to stay in the silliness part and the humor part and didn't go huge into the tension. But for me, they perfectly landed it. And it was a great movie. Zachary Levi nails it. Uh, David F. Sandberg does a great job directing this movie, and I cannot wait for Suzanne Fury of the Gods.
1: My third one is Zack Snyder's Justice League. Although I think this is pretty much a masterpiece of a film, in my opinion, my biggest con of it is that it is so drastically long. That is something that you need a couple of bathroom breaks, definitely. Like, in between part one and part two, definitely in between part three and part four. You need at least a couple of bathroom breaks. Overall, the CGI was better. The storytelling was better. And there was a lot of things that I really liked from this movie. I think the characters were represented better. And I think the things that were done with like Cyborg and The Flash were significantly different. And to the point of it makes or break this film. So I really appreciated that they actually let us have Zack Snyder's version of this movie.
0: Number three for me is going to be Patty Jenkins' first Wonder Woman film Number three for me is going to be the Patty Jenkins-directed original Wonder Woman film. To me, it was a great introduction to Diana Prince and the mascara. I loved seeing the flashbacks of Diana as a kid and getting Steve Trevor there on the island and the whole dynamic of Diana being introduced to man's land, if you will, and being introduced to ice cream and all sorts of stuff was just brilliant. It was humorous, and having Chris Pine in there to kind of carried the movie honestly and sometimes was a great addition I think the film is significantly different if you pull him out Um, I didn't mind Ares I know a lot of people hated Ares but in the third act did feel a little clunky compared to the rest of the movie but the rest of the movie is so good that it just makes up for everything else and honestly is a damn near perfect DC film
1: that's why number two for me is Wonder Woman. I really enjoyed this movie. I liked having a strong female character that I could relate to on screen. I also really love time period pieces. So seeing part of World War One being represented during the film was really awesome. Um, I actually didn't have any problems with Ares. I thought Ares was really cool. I never found him to be a flat villain. I understood his motivations. I thought he looked cool. And I thought the fight between the two of them was explosive and badass, quite frankly. Um, I really did enjoy the romance between Chris Pine and Gal Gadot in this Mm -hmm. film. I feel like they had a really good spark and connection that's kind of hard sometimes to fake on screen because, you know, they're not actually together. But I think they did a really good job of convincing you, you know, Diana Prince really loves Steve Travers.
0: Number 2 for me is Zack Snyder's Justice League. This was the Justice League movie that we all deserved and all needed and not everybody loved it. Some people just you hear the name Zack Snyder and it turns you off and I get it. The Snyder fanboys are strong and they can be very toxic. Some people call me a Snyder fanboy just for putting Zack Snyder's movies on my list. I don't care. It's a great comic book movie from start to finish. It was the movie that I had always dreamt of seeing as a little kid watching the Justice League animated series. Getting to see Superman interact with Batman and Flash in the way that they are meant to be. Getting the whole Speed Force sequence and an actual developed character in the Flash in Cyborg, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman, they were all meant to be there, and they all actually served a purpose. Maybe not everybody shined as bright as others, but overall, it was a one of the best comic book movies I've ever seen, and although I haven't been able to rewatch it as many times, because like Eleanor said, it's a long movie, but it was a movie that both times I watched it, or the... Th- few times I've seen it I sat there from start to finish could not take my eyes off and it is a wonderful wonderful film
1: my number one is going to be Man of Steel I think for me this is an ideal Superman film although I do love Christopher Reeve's Superman film this film in Man of Steel has the balance of the light and the dark that I think kind of lacks sometimes in some Superman stories where he's just the Blue Boy Scout. So I think it's refreshing when you can see that Superman has emotions, he has problems, and he feels things just like the rest of us do. And so I think it was really refreshing in Man of Steel to see that so fleshed out. The score was wonderful. Russell Crowe played a great Jonathan Kent. And, you know, that movie breaks your heart. Uh, Oh, he plays Terrell, that's right. Sorry, it's Kevin Costner who plays yes, a wonderful yes. Jonathan Kent. And you know what? We love Russell Crowe as Terrell too. He's great. I think the dynamic of him having two dads that say two very different things to him, but both of them mean well with love in their heart for him is something that is also just I think a good thing to connect to and It was really refreshing to see when I saw this film for the first time.
0: Number one for me is also going to be Man of Steel. It was a uh, divisive movie to say the least, but for me it worked in almost all ways possible. There was only one little scene with the tentacles that I would have taken out, but I loved the new additions that they gave Krypton and jor and actually fleshed out him as a character and that whole story of Krypton and its downfall. I thought General Zod was Brilliantly played by Michael Shannon, one of the best DC villains we've ever had. The action is some of the best action we've ever had in a comic book movie to this day. And the cinematography, the score is absolutely amazing by Hans Zimmer. And overall, Henry Cavill is a great Superman. I don't necessarily see as many differences between him and other Supermen like so many other people do. Um, I just think he was put in more realistic, more modern situations that I don't necessarily think Christopher Reeve's Superman would have actually acted much differently in certain situations. And to me, it was a movie that just fired on all cylinders. And every time I go back and watch it, I love it every more. One of the best scenes in a comic book movie that just grabs your heart and twists it is when... Clark, young Clark is talking to Jonathan in the barn and he finds out he's an alien and he says, can't I just keep pretending I'm your son? And Jonathan's response is you are my son. And just little stuff like that, just little scenes like that just makes me absolutely love this movie. But that will be it for our rankings. But that will do it for today's video. Thank you so much for being here. And if you enjoyed our ranking, then please give it a like. And if you'd like to voice your ranking, jump down in the comments below and join our conversation. Consider coming back to the channel because we do post new content seven days a week. Thanks so much for being here. My name is Derek.
1: My name is Eleanor.
0: Till next time. Bye bye.